Hello, photography friends. It's Eugene Negovietsky once again coming to you for another fantastic and photo live chat. Please come on in into the live chat room, I suppose, and uh, let us all know where you're tuning in from. Give us a little uh, shout out. Let us know your name, where you're tuning in from. If you do anything other than wedding photography, I'm assuming we'll have a lot of wedding photographers out there today. But maybe not. Let us know what kind of photography you like to shoot and things like that. Uh, we are pleased to welcome our guests today. Emory Photography, that's Emily and Ryan Burhop, all the way from Southern California over there in the good old USA. How are you guys today, Emily and Ryan? Doing well, doing well. Glad to be here. Yes. Absolutely. What's the weather like over there? I'm seeing a lot of sunshine. Yeah, it's been warm. It's it's been nice. good old San Diego. It's always right around 70 degrees. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I am jealous. As you might notice, I'm sitting in a wool sweater over here in Poland because it is like 30 <laughs> degrees. You see the sun now, but it was a blizzard just a few mo moments ago. We were having some bipolar weather for sure. Oh man, well you can take the kids sledding after work. <laughs> <laughs> That's one benefit, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to give some time to let some people carry on in here. Uh, we've got kind of a sharp start. Uh, so as you come on into uh, the chat today, just let us know where you're coming from. Give us a hello, where you're tuning in from, what kind of photography you like to do, and we'll get the chat rolling. Uh, yeah. You know, Ryan and Emily, uh, we connected not too long ago, a few months ago. How have things been for you uh, in the meantime? Uh, how are things going in the San Diego area? I know, you know, a lot of stuff is very localized. Uh, are things picking back up? Are the weddings coming in? Are people settling down? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we're seeing everything kind of slowly go back to normal. We're moving in a positive direction for sure. Uh, as vaccinations have obviously gone up and cases are dropping, especially here in Southern California, we're seeing a, a good number moving in a positive direction. So um, venues are starting to open back up. Some limitations, um, obviously guest counts, maybe not what they could fully be normally, um, but people are just happy to at least be able to have their wedding, not have to yeah. postpone anymore. So I think we're yeah. seeing a lot of those 22, 2022, 2023 weddings come in too, which is great because, mm -hmm. you know, 2021, I feel like the average wedding photographer were like booked up with postponements. So it's nice yeah. people are optimistic, even if not for this year, about 2022 and 2023 and filling out your books for, you know, a little further down the road gives you that security feels good. And, and just a note to everybody that is watching, that's something to really point out too. We always try to be very much so when we're talking, doing calls with our, our possible clients, uh, we always try to give them, be a resource for them and let them know that, hey, this is, you want to reach out to all of your vendors right now, because this is a, this is an interesting time for the wedding industry because everybody from last year moved to this year. So this year is pretty pretty slammed Slam so uh <laughs> so that means everybody that's getting married this year is already moving on to 2022 and 2023 so call your dj call your florist call your get those booked out now because people are going to be booking up really fast i think once things really officially open for everyone around the world mm. it's for anyone in the wedding industry it's going to be uh it's going to be a pretty crazy time i think yeah. there's gonna be a lot of weddings absolutely and that's what i wanted to kind of ask you um so right now the people who you do have come through they're from 2020 or is it? Are, are there some people who are kind of getting lucky and just kind of booking you uh, a few months out? Like if you're somebody today and you're like, I want to get married, they're yeah. going to have to go to 2022 or 2023, right? 
For the most part, yeah. Um, yeah, we're we technically oh, yeah. were fully booked yeah. uh, for yeah. 2021 a while mm -hmm. ago. Um, we will squeeze in that occasional, maybe if somebody's doing like a weekday wedding, uh, mm -hmm. or we do have associate photographers under uh, that shoot for Emory, so we are able, do have a little leeway where we can still book some more weddings. But at the same time, uh, for those of you watching, we are expecting our second child this fall. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. So, uh, Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Uh, so we definitely, uh, it's going to be a crazy fall as it is. So I, I don't want to, the first few months of my new baby's life, be sitting <laughs> behind a computer editing all day or, you know, so. But we're also <laughs> business people. So you do get that like inquiry too, where it's like a venue you've been dying to shoot at for years. And you're like, oh, we're going to be tired. But like, you know, you want to get that. Maybe venue. we'll squeeze one more in, you know, know like. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this person at the end of the day and if you've been dying to get in somewhere you know just you got to do it just, <laughs> and big point here just plan ahead and make sure that you let your couples know they need to be planning ahead uh, i think everybody knows and kind of sees the the good storm that's coming when things open up there's a lot of people that haven't been able to get married and there's gonna be a lot of people or even portraits people that are like i can't go get i don't want to get a portrait session now it's a little it's a little too early. I want to kind of things to be a little safer. So once those floodgates open, it's going to be people be prepared. You're going to I think people are going to be very, very busy in the photography world coming up here in a few months. Oh, absolutely. And we see some people coming in. Hello, Brenda from Southwest Wyoming. Uh, do child portrait photography. That's great. Uh, Brumilda. Hello, Brumilda from Ireland. Oh, wow. And Kuniguna from Poland. Let us know, guys, how things are going around you. Again, I, I don't want to beat this, this topic to death, but it's a very localized <laughs> thing. Unfortunately, I can speak for Central Europe right now. We're in kind of a bad place right now, but hopefully that will pass soon. I know England, the UK, they're, they're pretty good now. They're kind of ahead of the game and ahead of the curve when it comes to vaccines and things. So uh, they can probably relate to a lot of what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, things starting to trickle back in and soon that floodgate will open for them. Um, and so, yeah, let us know again if you're popping in in the audience, where you're coming from, uh, what photography you like to do, even if it's wedding. Let us know. Let us know how things are in your area, how business is for you. And to be ready for this cascade of clientele or even this little trickle that might be coming in. That first step is always uh, sample albums, isn't it, right? That's kind of the topic of our talk for today. Yeah. So uh, I just want to jump right into it. I'm sure nobody wants to talk about COVID anymore. Uh, what is it that photographers can do to be ready for this way? Maybe it's something beyond samples even. What is it that photographers can do to be as ready as they can for this, this torrent and this wave of clients once they start coming? That's a great question. And I think you hit the nail on the head is not just sample albums, but sample anything that you're offering. <laughs> Basically, I mean, even if it's not at the digital side, just be prepared. This is a great time if you're quiet to also be just working on your website, your portfolio, what you're showcasing, your branding, everything you can do right now before that storm hits uh, to be prepared so that when it does, one, people that are now searching and looking for that storm that's going to hit. Yeah. But also when that does, being prepared to be able to show them this is what you're going to get. Uh, if you book with me and, and sample albums are a big one for us. Um, anybody that did tune into the summit heard us talk about albums and how important that is to us uh, at Armory Photography. Um, every single person that works with us for their wedding is going to be getting an album. It's included with every collection. So th the thing that's important when you're, when you're getting set up for sample albums and for people and selling albums in general to any of your clients, whether it be weddings or anything, 90% I guarantee you most people have never had or even seen yeah. a professional photo album. 
Um, I'm thinking something from like Shutterfly. Yeah, and I actually <laughs> tell that to my clients when I'm speaking with somebody before they book us. I'm like, okay, guys, and I get into the topic of albums. I'm like, I know in your head you're probably thinking Shutterfly or something that you've seen commercial that's available to kind of just everybody, not professional photographers. Mm -hmm. And every one of them goes, yes, that's exactly what I was <laughs> thinking. <laughs> and so, uh, and I let them know this is definitely on another level. This yeah. is, uh, these are handmade designer albums and, and that's really what they are. And so again, people don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. So you have to show them. And, and that's where sample albums yeah. come in. Um, uh, and we have a bunch here and we, we can, we'll pull some out here and, and show you guys kind of what we got to go with. Um, but before we even jump into that, any of you using Enphoto, you should be aware, and if you're not already aware, they have great options for you to be able to get sample albums. Uh, take advantage of that. And not just one. Get yeah. multiple. Have some options. What are the, Basically, look at your portfolio of what are the options somebody can get for you. What can they buy from you as far as albums, wall art, folio boxes. Have those, but multiple options of every single thing so that they can see those options. Uh, it's such an important thing to have. And like knowing your clients, I think is one thing too. Like we kind of know the types of clients we get and what would appeal to them. Um, and we know the venues we frequently shoot at and what kind of um, an album really like speaks to that, you know, aesthetic of that venue. And we kind of like try to have those things so that we can show them to couples who are booking us for those spaces. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you guys um, did me a favor and you backed up a little bit, which is the appropriate thing to do. And that is to talk about why even samples are so important. Before we talk about how to create them effectively, it's important to understand why they are important. And yeah. as you say, your clientele aren't really going to know what they are until you show them, which of course gets to uh, the sample itself. But you have to educate it sounding like your clients on print product how often is it that you find that you run into clients who really just have absolutely no idea what to expect uh from you guys i would say the vast majority i can't give a specific percentage or number but i mean just off of a field basis i don't necessarily ask that question and take that data down of like have you ever ordered prints have you ever ordered <laughs> right. but just kind of getting a feel from it i'd say over 90 percent have never had a photo album maybe they ordered one of those things for facebook you can go and it sends you all a, a little album of all the pictures over the last two years you know my parents mm -hmm. do that all the time for each other and then, <laughs> it's, cool, but it's definitely not high quality no. um but so nobody most people have never ever had or held unless maybe one of their friends got married or seen or one in person albums. yeah but things have come so yeah. far in the album world compared to what our parents or the previous generation or somebody even 10 years ago or five years ago what they were getting as far as an album they've just come right. so far so yeah most people have never seen one so it is important for them to be able to know what they're getting and show them and, and this kind of goes into the point of how do you do that um, obviously right now things are a little bit hard to do maybe in-person meetings, uh, which is the ultimate goal. I mean, ultimately before all this, the craziness hit of this last year, we would love to meet with every possible client yeah. and we would to touch it and yeah, feel bring it. it with them because I mean, you pictures are great and everybody should have sample pictures on their website, have yeah. maybe a guide that an shows an album tab on your website or something that you can send them that you've taken some nice quality photos and photo also offers marketing tools photos of the different types of album types, wall art, folio boxes. So you can use those as well. Um, but nothing is better than somebody touching it, mm -hmm. feeling it, holding it, because then you get a feel for, you can't tell how heavy this album is on a picture and it's heavy. And, but heavy means good. Like heavy means quality. You can't see that seamless lay flat 
where you don't see that seam. You don't see that necessarily in pictures. You don't feel the thickness of the page. You don't feel the plushness of the leather on there. Or a metallic you know, spread. Um, like people don't understand what exactly. that means. What a metallic spread yeah, is. Yeah, you take somebody with a metallic spread and you show them in real light. When you kind of do like a little like a Vanna White type of thing and you should <laughs> bend it, bend it a little bit. And you see that um, that reflectiveness and that that pop of color that comes in that metallic print. So if you can and if the opportunity presents itself, have that in person bring it with you, show them, have them physically touch it. Don't just display it to them, hand it to them. Let them yeah. look through it and talk to them about the features of it while they're looking through it. Um, because it, it's just such a textile, like it's something you, you need to feel to really appreciate how incredible they are. All right. Uh, I'm gonna back up for a second and uh, talk about some things that we offer. Uh, Emily and Ryan alluded to a lot of the, the resources and uh, promotions that we have available for you guys, how easy it is for you to get uh, your hands on some of our of our stuff. And that is true. Uh, we have put in the comments here, a great resource for any wedding photographers out there to give you some inspiration and help you to create some, some sample wedding albums and products. And of course, we also have some wonderful promotions going on at the moment that can help you to get your hands on some of our sample products at a reduced rate be sure to check in with us and get some more information about that and and ryan and emily also talked about the uh mock-ups yeah. we'll put in a link to that, those as well in our comment section so that you can give your clients the best experience they can get uh digitally and really get a feel for your products um even though they may, may not be able to meet you you mentioned a lot of stuff just then that people should do for for samples. I want to kind of go the other way. What are some things that photographers shouldn't do or maybe that you've heard that photographers do that's not necessarily a good idea when it comes to samples? What are some don'ts when it comes to samples? That's a good question. I think don't overdo your selections. Yeah. Like I said, you should bring one of every possibility that they can get. But don't bring with you 30 different types and all, and all different. Yeah, and like and all the swatches, like she said, for example, um, I don't bring I have them and they're a great thing. And photo does offer that. But I use that more as a resource for me to know, OK, these are my color options of leatherette. These are my color options uh, of linen or all those things. But I don't present those to the couple because then it just comes overwhelming real quick. And I don't bring an acrylic prestige and a white lady and all the different album st styles that you guys offer. Because you do have a large catalog of options, but that'll become overwhelming. You want to be the professional. You want to say, this is the album we deliver. This is our brand. This is what you want. So we personally go with only with the acrylic prestige line when it comes to albums. Um, there are differentiators within there, and that's where you can bring. So you can see behind me, there's like one with like a cutout window and more of a square. One where it's got kind of the the top. I forget. I think it's called A3. Is when you when you're ordering it and um, <laughs> you, so, yeah. <laughs> um, endless endless options as far as. And then you can even get into this isn't an acrylic prestige. This is the the creme de la creme of albums. This is your guys. Uh, what is it, 18 by 24? Uh, I think. Uh, this is yeah, eighteen by twenty-four. Yep, and it just—it's just—it's it's, people see this and they're like, "Wow!" So that <laughs> is something that we normally just even offer in our collections. That is something people often buy a pop, but we bring it all along because it's something that if they see it, they go, "Cool, I want to get that." Um, right. But keeping it keeping it to one kind of class. So if you're like looking exactly. to albums, look at one. Okay, I'm really drawn to the color prestige. Okay, these are the different cover options. Now get a sample album, which is each of those cover options. Because then when I'm designing them and I'm going to actually design them, I'm doing the initial design. 
so I know, okay, they have a horizontal or uh, landscape oriented image that lends really well to something like this. Now, if they have the vertical, they have one where it goes along here. I think it's A4 or A5. And then, and so that's going to work. A vertical image isn't going to work good in here. It's going to crop it. So I know that I'm going to kind of pick which design works. So if there's something like that where it's just nice to have like that square, there's a centered image of the couple, and this is going to work well, you know? So, um, but have those different cutout windows, those different cover types, but then also showing the additional add ons. Like we mentioned, the metallic spreads. Uh, have metallic spreads within there. That's one thing we absolutely love about Enphoto albums because I've never seen that really anywhere else where you can select individual spreads within the album to have, be metallic, which is super cool. Uh, it's just kind of one of those, we share, we reserve that for those wow epic images within there. Usually it's a full spread one image. Um, and then also have some some text like you yeah. saw on there, have their names engraved in the sample album, embossing, engraving. Have different textured materials. So have one that's, a, a leather, a leatherette, one that is more suede. a suede, one that's suede. a velvet, whatever it may be, uh, so that they can see that there is options in that. But like, going back to your question, what don't you do? Don't overwhelm. overwhelm them with too many options and don't make them feel like they're gonna have to be the one that picks all of it. People um, don't wanna have to think too much about it. They want it to be you know, easy for them. They don't want to burn brain calories if they don't have to. And mm -hmm. so making it easy for them is the best thing you can do. Yeah, I think that's an important thing that I really stress before they even book me is that when I'm talking about the album is this is a collaboration. This isn't, uh, I'm not gonna put this all on you. It's not gonna be like, okay, tell them, and this is another don't do. Don't help tell them to pick the images. Don't tell them yeah. to tell you what cover they want. Don't tell. Don't ask them to do all that because it won't happen. They're gonna feel overwhelmed after the wedding. They have a lot on their plate. They're going back to work, whatever it may be. Uh, asking them, so be there and force that it is a collaboration after the wedding. We are gonna work together on this. I'm gonna design a base for you. I'm gonna help you guys with all this and we're gonna collaborate to get it exactly how you like. Yeah, and I think that's, there's so many important points that you touched on there. One thing I want to highlight is that that what you just said at the end with uh, don't put some of the onus onto the client. Again, uh, you know, people can run the brands the way they want to, but generally speaking, I think a lot of photographers feel like they need to go that other way, and they feel like to really be the uh, client-friendly photographer, they have to allow the client to pick the image, to allow the client to settle on this design element for a product. But as you said, that can overwhelm people. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, as from being an American, I, you know, I, I tend to know that culture pretty well. And I think a lot of people appreciate the other way of paying a little extra to have that convenience and that ease of not having to worry about something. Photographers are also artists and designers. And so I think a lot of people would prefer uh to not have to, like you say, to stress about that. Because like you said, they take they do the wedding, not, on, not, 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 not to mention the stress of the wedding. Yeah. And then having to send the thank yous and all those things after yeah. everybody comes and everything. So to just take that off the plate. I think yeah. that's a big thing to, to, to mention. Yeah. Uh, again, if it's really something you want to do, like, okay, but uh, that's something to consider that you throw out there. Uh, the one thing I want to ask you too, then, if you, so you go to a client who, who likely doesn't really have much, if any, experience with print photography. How many samples in a time when you're able to meet in person and things like this, how many time or how many samples are you thinking of bringing with you to to effectively show them a few options, but not to overwhelm them? 
It's a good question. It kind of depends depends on where we're meeting them. If I'm meeting them in a place where I can't carry with me a ton of albums, <laughs> I'm only bringing a few. Um, yeah. But ultimately, I, I, I try to pick, like she had mentioned, I design my albums. for. So we have several venues that we shoot at a lot. Preferred mm -hmm. vendor list. Or there's venues that we shot at and we really want to shoot more at. So like places that we're going to see a common trend, I will design albums from weddings at those. So if I'm meeting with a bride and groom that are getting married at this specific venue, I'm ho hopefully we'll have an album of a wedding that was at that venue. Hmm. Let them be able to visualize. All they have to do is kind of insert themselves in place yeah. of that couple. <laughs> and they get to see what an album of a wedding at their venue looks like. So I'll try to pick those now. If I don't, if it's a venue I've never shot at or anything like that, I'm going to try and bring a collection. I want to make sure I bring an 8x8. I want to bring a 10 by 10. I want to bring a 12 by 12. I'm going to bring the big beast mode, uh, yeah. the big one that we showed you a second ago. But then also, um, one thing I want to point out to bring along is I bring the box too um, and with an album in it. And I think that's important too, because while this isn't included in our collections, this is something that I do tell them about afterwards when we're designing it. Would you like the box as well? Mm -hmm. It's something that they may be interested in as well. And the plus it just shows really cool. It's yeah. a really cool thing to bring. It just, it's like, it's huge, especially with the 12 by 12. Uh, so people really, really like to see that as well. So I'll try to, yeah, like I said, bring a 10 by 10, an eight by eight, a 12 by 12, because our collections vary from an eight by eight to a 12 by 12. Mm -hmm. um, and then also going into like the parent album options where they can get their 12 by 12 plus two eight by eights. Then they also are seeing what their mom and dad might get if they decide to go that route. Okay. No, I don't want for you to spill any secrets too much, but I have to ask you bring this, you bring the big beast, as you used to call it, yeah. everywhere. You you bring the boxes with you, even though they're not parts of the collection. Uh, wh so why is it that you do that? I think a lot of new photographers might think, well, if it's not part of the collection, I shouldn't bring it. Why is it that you bring these products, even though they're not included in any gotta show what you sell. Yeah, yeah, you got to show what you want to sell. And, but in all honesty, sell, call it selling or call it not. It's something I truly believe they should have. Yeah. And even though it's not included in the collection, I do stand 100% beyond the idea that you should have that box because the albums, while they're very well constructed, that leather is soft. That there is, there's things that if that something rubs up against that, or if it falls off of your bookshelf or whatever, I don't want your album to get damaged. So that box is going to preserve that album. I don't want to see something bad happen to their album. So I do believe that it's something that people should get and I want them to get. So even though it's not included, I do want them to be aware of it. I do want to show this big album because while I'm not including that in the collection, I, I think it's a really cool thing to have. And it's yeah. the, the, somebody may want that. So I it's think important. you got to show what excites you too. Like if you're not like all giddy over like an eight by eight album, if that doesn't like excite you as a photographer and an artist, you know, don't, bring that to the consultation where you're going to show it to them. Show what excites you because they are going to sense that energy from you when you're talking about it. And it's going to feel less like selling because you love the product. And I think when you love the product, it just comes across naturally when you're showing it to them. Plus the other reason going back to why do we bring the beast one is, is it's a great, I mean, when you pull something open, that's that big, it's showcasing your image, your images. You're bringing with you a walking portfolio. It is like a um, I mean, a 10 by 10 is nice. And the images, if you design it with some room to breathe, not a ton of images on spread, they're still big. But your images are huge in this. So if they mm -hmm. haven't even booked with you yet, they're getting to see, without pulling out a computer and going through your portfolio on your computer, they're getting to see another portfolio in person. These images are huge. They can really take in your work. Um, so it's just a great way to kind of show your work as well. Uh, and, and at the same time, let them see an album that is an option for them. Okay. 
I want to take a, a little step back even further. And Emily, you were kind of touching on this because a lot of photographers, no matter how experienced you are, we're kind of resetting now and we're kind of reevaluating things uh, and thinking of what else to offer. So when somebody is coming to it from the perspective of, well, what do I even offer? You were mentioning what it is that you, what you were excited about, or what is another way that somebody can really take that first step of narrowing for themselves, even what kind of samples they would like to uh, have in their studio and therefore show off to their potential clients. I think, yeah, just going for like what speaks to you. Like, um, and I same, I shoot bridal boudoir and I have only a few albums that I offer for that. And I just chose the ones that felt most like me felt like they represented my brand. And I was proud to have my work in there and just like sleek and minimal is what I was going for. And mm -hmm. when I pull those out. They make me excited versus if I pulled out every sample album of what's available to them, but it's like really not my thing. And they're like picking it the whole time. I'm probably going to be like, Oh, you know, it's like when a client shows you an image on Pinterest, and they want you to oh, recreate God. it and it's just Hurts like not your thing <laughs> and it's like you do it to make them happy but it's just it doesn't feel like you it doesn't excite you I mm. think that when it excites you um they can sense that and I'm happy to sit down in a consultation with my client with the products that I you know stand behind 100% and I kind of gush about them and it comes across so much it I feel less salesy about it and it comes across you know more authentic and I think that they can they they then get excited about the product seeing how excited you are for them to have this I, I, it's true I think the big thing she mentioned there I think is important is go through if you haven't ordered an album yet and you're thinking about getting samples look at the images on the website what aligns with your brand if you're more of a rustic uh yeah. type of a photography you do a lot of like golden hour like very rustic barns, barns fields. and fields probably like the, the i think it's called the white lady as as, as one you're probably like, it's very fancy it's very luxury mm -hmm. it's it's probably not going to match up with your style of images as much right. as as much as maybe something with like a, like a um uh what what you call uh the, linen like a linen yeah so if you do like a linen yeah so and with us we very much so our style style aesthetically is just bright vibrant um showing the colors here in southern california showing all those palm trees the beautiful greens and things like that so we love acrylic prints so the acrylic prestige just makes sense for us uh being able to have that bright bright vibrant acrylic image on the cover uh, of their album it just makes sense um, so go in, find what kind of aligns with your vibe and your aesthetic and your style and your brand, but also like Emily said, what makes you excited? Like, what would you want to get if you were, if it was you getting the album? That's great advice. And we have a question from the, in the audience from, uh, Mikey, Malky, sorry, I'm sitting really far from my <laughs> monitor, it's hard for me to see, but this is a great one. Uh, they have a question. They do the designs themselves. Ah, they were watching the PPP. PPP summit and heard you suggest that there. Thank you for being a loyal watcher and a loyal viewer. Um, they want to know, uh, do you let, and they let them pick the cover photos, uh, but uh, then they design the cover with the images. They want to ask you, do you let your clients pick the material and the color of the album or do you make that choice for them too? That's a great question. Great question. Yeah, absolutely. We do let them. So I don't want to, like we said, when we first do a consultation, when we first meet something before this book, I'm not going to show them all that because that is overwhelming. But once we are in that collaboration step, I'm going to, I think maybe the best way to go about this is kind of our workflow for how we create the sample or how we create those albums for our clients. So the very first thing I'm going to do is design the base, the digital proof 
of the of the layout of the album. There's going to be some collaboration. There might be one revision, two revisions. I've had three or four revisions where we're going to change that. Once they've gotten that approved, okay, now it's time to talk cover image. So I, now I'm going to ask them, okay, what image is your favorite? And I may even give them a little sneak peek of that ahead of time. Say, hey, start thinking about which image is your favorite for the cover of this album. Mm -hmm. So now I can finally ask them, what's your image that you really love for the cover? Fantastic. That then I will select what cover type. Like I said, if they go with the landscape, I'm probably going to go with something like that. If they go with something that's a vertical oriented image, I'm going to go with something different. I'll choose that aspect of it. But then I also attach, because I can't maybe necessarily meet with them in person to show them the swatches in person. Mm -hmm. I've gone through a very easy way of doing it, but basically I went through and just screenshot all the different material options uh, that are on Enphoto's website. And I send that to them and I say, okay, here's the different cover options. There's leatherette, there's suede, there's velvet. And I, I send you those options to them. Let me know which one you like, but let me know if you have any questions too. Oftentimes, even though I'm giving them the option, they will ask me, what do you think will work best for this? Because mm -hmm. it is also going to kind of come into what image they select for that cover photo. Right. If they pick a cover photo with lots of beautiful green, I want to have a color or a, a material for the binding that kind of complements that. Yeah, you don't want to put green on it because it's just going to not have uh, contrast. It's just going to disappear, <laughs> yeah. right? You want to have something that allow that, that photo to show on that acrylic prestige cover. Um, so um, I do let them have a say in that. I let them pick their color or their material. Um, when Emily's doing her boudoir, then I don't. she doesn't. Uh, so... <laughs> For yeah. the weddings, we do allow them to choose that, but for for her boudoir, she's kept it very much so. I think. Yeah, I keep it really, really simple, and they're just going to get the little black book, which is um, they can get you know eight by eight, ten by ten, twelve by twelve, and it's going to be black leather. Um, or I have what I call the art album, and that is the Mac Daddy album. Um, and then they can put embossing or engraving on it, a sweet little note for their significant other. But otherwise, um, I just felt like that aligned with um, my brand and it was going to showcase my photos the best because I like to shoot a lot of black and white boudoir photography. And I just felt like it. I wanted clean and minimal and um, that suited that. And at the and they just posted in the comment you guys did, uh, Eugene, that there is there's a link there for the PDF swatch book. Um, so that's a good way for you guys to digitally be able to share those with your clients and say, okay, these are the options and help us, let us choose. Hopefully they'll have already seen some on your sample albums if you did get to yeah. meet in person and they'll say, I remember, I love that one that had the black leather. I really mm -hmm. like that. Um, so that's another good reason to have a sample album so they can see that ahead of time before you even get to the wedding, before you get to design they already have an idea. Oh, I really love that. Which one was that? And then you can tell them, okay, that was E5. Um, so basically, yeah, to answer your question, we do allow them uh, to choose what they're going to be using for their cover material and things like that. And, but then also showing them examples of the engraving. I'll, I'll take, I'll send them things like that or, or of the embossing, um, things like that, what a metallic spread looks like, all that good stuff. All right. Again, once again, a great question. If anyone else in the audience has any questions, do uh, post them in the chat. We will get to them. We will see them and we will be sure to uh, address them. Maybe not immediately, but we will definitely get to them before we we close out here. Thank you again for that wonderful question. And, you know, samples, I just kind of want to jump back to the idea of samples and how important they are because they are that first look mm -hmm. for uh, clientele. And I want to ask you, though, how viewing a sample and showcasing the samples and the way that you create uh, the samples, how can that translate later into sales and potentially maybe even a little more sales? Great question. Um, so I think first and foremost is showing a large album. 
um, mm. showing that a 35 or 40 spread, which is the max on acrylic, prestige is 40 spreads, showing that it, it, they're going to fall in love with it. I mean, that's what, when our couples do, when we do get to meet with them in person, they're looking at those samples and they're going, oh my gosh, I love this. Because I do design them a little more spaced out. I don't put a ton of images on each spread. Those images really shine. It tells the full story from beginning to end of their wedding. So when they go in and they're going to design their album, they're going to want something comparable to that. And, that, and rightfully so, they should. Uh, their wedding deserves to be to have their whole story told. And you may not be able to necessarily do that in 10 spreads or 15 mm -hmm. spreads. Um, so I think that is one way down the road, they're going to think back on that. And remember that was third, because they'll ask that when I'm in a, when we're oh, meeting yeah. with somebody, they'll say, okay, how many spreads is this one? Yeah. Or how big is this they one? Like um, and so they're like, this is, this is great. And they're going to remember that. Okay. That one they showed me was 37 spreads. That seemed like the right amount of what I want. Um, and now you're also showing them, they're seeing the embossing, they're seeing the metallic spreads, they're seeing those things that aren't included in the collection. Little add-ons. Those add-ons, other box, things like that. And they're going to, and then when you go back and re-jog re their memory on that, when you've designed theirs, hey, do you guys want the box? Do you want engraving? Do you want that? They may be things they want to, they may want to add on. So that it allows you to sell more additional items to it as well. Or in the case of maybe they got a 10 by 10 with their collection. Um, but then when they saw that, 12 by 12 and they saw that eight by eight and they know about now after the wedding they are meeting before the wedding about that two plus one where you get mm. 12 by 12 and two eight by eights they may go you know what i know i only got 10 by 10 with my collection but i really really want to get that 12 by 12 and the two eight by eights for my parents i think they're going to love that for christmas you know so um those samples will showing what you want them to end up with will ultimately yeah. lead with them likely ending up with that they're, they're going to know of it they're going to want it yeah, I think if you show people digitals, like we said, it almost acts like a portfolio. So when we're meeting them, we know they've seen our portfolio. That's why they contacted us. They're interested in our work if it's our initial meeting. But it's another way to show them like our work versus bringing like an iPad. Then they're experiencing it digitally. And they always say people want what you show them. And I think that once they experience the album, um, they really want it that way. And the other thing I was going to say too is um, this is further down the road, not the initial meeting, but once you um, have them select, hey, start thinking about your favorite images for the cover. And if they had a few images there and you settle on one, that's a great time to bring up wall art. Hey, I know you had like four different images here. Um, it was hard to narrow it down for the album. You've already opened them up to the world of product. Um, and then that's a great place to bring up like, hey, how about this one is a wall art piece? We can like mock that up for you and show you how that would look. It would look really beautiful. So you don't have mm -hmm. to leave that one behind. Yeah, they're not feeling like, oh man, I, I wish I could have had all four on the cover of my album. No worries, you can have one and the other three can go on your walls acrylic. Uh, prints, you know, so it, it, it gives you, like she said, insight into what they loved. What are these are their favorite four? I can't decide between them. No problem. Yeah. We can get you something for and all. And you four can of just them. do that for them without asking if they'd be interested in it. You know, they you knew they loved these other ones. Do the mock up with the wall art and just send it their way. Hey guys, we knew you loved these other ones. You were considering them for the album um, cover. Um, we just wanted to show you what it would look like as wall art. Absolutely. And so get some well art samples as well. <laughs> yes. We currently we currently have a <laughs> yes. Um, I'm gonna try and turn this our, around. Our, our shelf <laughs> but we have those would be really hard to bring along. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. That's we really true. like to go big with our wall art. And I, and I love when our couple, especially for like an acrylic prestige. I'm just, I don't know, it just it deserves to be huge. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
You know, and, and I just, I want to further highlight, I don't want to beat it to death, but I really want to further highlight that idea of people who are not so accustomed to a specific topic, kind of reverting back to whatever sample that maybe they were given. Like that is their point of reference. And, you know, that comes in a, a lot of spheres of life too, even outside of photography. Like when you go to a car shop, if you're not so familiar, they show you the car and then you're like, well, just like it was that one you showed me. I remember like haircuts, you know, they would have the pictures and I'm like, I don't just do it like that. I don't know. I don't really know what to ask for. Just do it like that one. Yeah. And so like, that is such a powerful, it is such a powerful thing psychologically, especially for people who are not so familiar is to show them something. And then they have something to compare and fall back on and say, you know what, just what you showed me the other day. I like that. Just, just do it like that. That was really cool. Yeah, because and I mean, it makes them feel more comfortable. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, it makes them feel more comfortable. Yeah, no, I hear you, and and I think if somebody didn't have uh, some sample albums that one was leather and one was like a linen material, that's such a different feel. Um, mm -hmm. You can't tell that from looking at a picture of a swatch mm -hmm. what that feels like. That's why it's important to have those different materials showcased in your sample albums. Nobody's uh, you have to feel it. Um, mm -hmm. it visually. You will not be able to see. I mean, you're just seeing the color. You know, you can see that there's a slight texture in the picture, but you don't know what it feels like or what it even looks like. So you're just knowing based off the color. So there's actually been university studies where they like uh, put the little like probes no. on people's eyes <laughs> and they had them experience digital images where they're scrolling to look at the images versus mm -hmm. printed images and the regions of the brain that actually light up when a person is experiencing printed images and all of like the hemispheres of the brain are lighting up and it's igniting all of these things. And so people are really, it's more of an experience for them. So doing that is like, just, it's so important um, with the way we experience things. Absolutely. Maybe it's preaching to the choir, but let us know in the audience what you think. If if print, if you believe print products really has a much bigger effect on people and clientele than looking at a digital image, um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about the storytelling. You you mentioned yeah. the storytelling and how that can be very important, particularly for wedding albums, but not only. What are some things that you do and you try to do when you're creating your album, your sample albums, to showcase to your clients that we're going to tell your story? This is going to be a storytelling product. It's going to be an heirloom that's going to really recount everything. What are some things that you do, maybe the way you try to place some images and things like that? Great question. I mean, I think first and foremost, my biggest thing is, well, that is our brand. So we are known as storytellers. That's the way we really, we shoot weddings is not just in the must have moments, but those candidates, the in between telling the story so you can go back in 20 years and relive it. But we shoot the, we, when we're shooting a wedding, I tell every photographer we ever work with a mentor, shoot for the album. Because not only are you going to want that for the album, but it's going to better. If you go in with that mindset, if you're trying to be that documentary style photographer and you go with that mindset up for the album, you're going to force yourself to do tell a story like you want to tell a story. Um, so it's one of the things Emily actually is really great at and she reminds me on is establishing shots. Yeah, like setting the scene. Like if you were to open up a storybook, um, generally there's like you you need a place, location. People need that like to be able to visualize, okay, where is this all happening? And so getting that like establishing shot of like, you know, the venue and, and just those little um, like reminders of what it was like to be there that day. And it doesn't have to be like literally, so you're walking in the venue and I want to walk them through their day. I want to tell the story. It's not just like, okay, 10 steps, take a picture. 10 steps, take a picture. Don't do that. So it's looking for those little things. So maybe there's this beautiful rose bush leading to the front door of the bridal suite. 
that close up of that rose bush. Maybe it was raining that morning, the dew on the leaves. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the type of establishing shots that are just little tiny segments, not just a grand sweeping photo of the whole venue space, which we do often do, but the little things that are like, oh yes, it was so, it rained that morning. And nice, and you see the little dew drops on the leaves. Yeah, and the flowers. You know, or on the stuff. flowers, you know, and uh, just so many little things. So incorporating those brings back the feel, the, the, the area where they were. Um, but then also capturing not just those, those must-have moments, those candids, mm -hmm. focusing on grandma, focusing on mom, not just the bride and groom, mm -hmm. you know, on dad and his reaction during that first kiss, not just the, the couple. You know, mm -hmm. there's all things that tell the story of not just the couple, but everyone there, the story of the wedding. So when I say shoot for the album, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking, okay, page one. What is page one of your book? What is page one of your story? You know, and okay, that is the morning. You, we're not even in the dress yet. It's you and your girls wearing robes. You're gonna do some champagne toast with each other. It's it's the nerves. So I want to showcase that. It's uh, the, the excitement. And okay, page two. Now we're getting the dress on. Okay, I'm gonna focus on that. I want to show the laces on the dress. So thinking while I'm shooting in the in the form of an album will really make sure that you're telling the story through the album, but also telling the story of their day and what you deliver them overall with all the photos. And it gets you a a, a bigger album at the end of the day too, you know? I mean, if you're just including those must-have shots, you're only gonna have so big. But once once you're laying out and presenting the story, um, A, people are gonna have a hard time parting with any of those images when they see the story really laid out for them like that. And B, you're gonna have a lot more spreads, which increases your sale. And, um, you know, we all need that. <laughs> <laughs> What is your, uh, forgive me if you mentioned this, but how is your policy with images in a sample? Do you lean towards less is more? Do you have a good amount of images in your samples? How do you play that? Great question. I always do prefer, I say, let's let your images breathe. Let them have mood, have their moment. Um, I can, and I tell when we're going through that collaboration afterwards, they may, I'll bring that up to them. I'll say, guys, like if you want, I can definitely put 20 images on this 10 by 10 spread. They're going to become thumbnails. You need a magnifying you know? glass you're, to look at them. You're not going to be able to really take in what's happening in that photo. So I generally try to keep it to less than five images on a spread. Um, mm -hmm. That's what I prefer. Now, yeah. some couples do want to cram in more. And then there are some spreads where I may put more. So like, let's say yeah. we're in the dancing portion. Oh, we yeah. love the dance. That's one of our, some of our favorite photos come yeah. out of a crazy <laughs> drinks have been had and people are getting out. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, I, <laughs> so I love those photos, but so I may have a spread of 10 or 15 photos and that's fine, but it's just all different guests. Somebody doing the splits, somebody just someone with down. crazy hair yeah, in the so, air that we froze. <laughs> that's fine, but I'm not going to go do 10 or 15 images on their portrait session on one spread. Um, mm -hmm. those are those images that are just those wow images. Those are those, those wall hangers as I call them. Um, okay. so let them breathe. I try to do one full spread of some of our favorites, or maybe one that's covering three quarters of the spread, and then it's a small a second one. You know, uh, really let them have the room to breathe. I always, yeah, I always think about like when you go to an art gallery um, and you're looking at a piece of art. Generally, the piece of art you know has all of that room to breathe and like the nice white borders around it, so that it's just like they space them they out. Space them you're out. looking at just one picture. If they put 
five, uh, some painters, five pieces right next to each other, you wouldn't embrace that one. You would be looking at them as a collection. And I, I think it's important for each photo to, to still treat have your moment. photos that way, especially from like the ones that, you know, you did include a lot of your art, like those portrait session ones where maybe you were using off camera lighting, you know, treat it like an art gallery piece and give it that room to breathe and give it that thick white border around it and, um, you know, space them out a little more. And the theme is to uh, you, you sell what you show and your samples really are your sh the showcase of you and your brand. So just do them the way you would feel comfortable doing any client album. Maybe some client will have, you know, of course, they probably will have a little bit of a specification they want to adjust. But don't feel like a sample has to be something completely different that you're uncomfortable with. Absolutely. Uh, and and uh, there was a question. I want to come back up. To, uh, another question from from Mikey. Sorry, again, my, <laughs> I'm sitting so far away. The eye looks like an L. Uh, question about Mohawk eggshell paper. She was asking that she uses Fuji, or that, that you, she says, you guys use Fuji Silk and Fuji Pearl. Uh, and she just ordered her first album with that combination. But she was wondering about a wedding album, perhaps with the Mohawk eggshell paper which tends to be a little bit on the maddie side yeah no and, and that's a great question I, again this comes back to and I, I think you said it was pronounced mikey um mm -hmm. it, it, that depends on your brand it really does that what we do is really matches with us again we are very bright vivid we try to show colors the way that they are we and that's don't because of our surroundings too. Yeah. we're in southern california and it's like lush and kind of tropical here um we want to showcase that mm -hmm. and so i don't think now if we were more on the rustic side maybe we're somebody that shoots even maybe in like out in the desert it's like a palm springs only or out in joshua tree a lot out in california where that's going to lend more to that mohawk uh eggshell uh if your style is more of that fine art uh, that more matted type of a style aesthetically, then yeah, heck yeah. I mean, I, I love them. I think they're beautiful. I've had wall art yeah. from end photo that we've done that, uh, prints in that because it just made sense for the photo. Um, and if, if that's your vibe and that's what you kind of would sell in prints, then yeah, it makes sense for it to organically go right into your album too. And it sounds like you two uh, are pretty flexible. Again, this is something that kind of changes from brand to brand. But when it comes to wedding, maybe not so much in the boudoir, but when it comes to wedding, it sounds like you guys are pretty flexible on a client-to-client -client basis. Uh, you're willing to let them you know, have a little bit of a say and change a little bit and adjust a little there yeah. to match a specific couple style and things like that. So you don't have to have a brand that's super rigid if you don't want to. You can, but you don't have to. Um, but also be weary of going too far and being too, too uh, all over the place. Exactly. I, I think it is important to have a brand identity and understand what your style is, what your brand is, because if you're bouncing all over the place, there's no consistency to your work. So let's say I design one album, every album's different and I use different papers and I'm designing them differently. You got to think about a bride and a groom are probably, there's no better referral than from a previous client. If, or from a friend. So they have that album that's sitting on their coffee table and their friends that are newly engaged come over and they pick up that album. You now just, and they're gonna obviously talk about it. Oh yeah, our photographer's Emory Photography. Now, if you did a, a different style than what is your norm for that, like completely different, they may, and they're more into what your style is. They might not even know that. It's the same thing as like, if you wouldn't go on Instagram and post 10 different photos a week of 10 different styles. I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest doing that. <laughs> so um, keeping your brand consistent on what's out there representing you. You never know when something of yours is going to be seen. 
Speaking of Instagram, uh, I want to go to the direction of the digital now uh, because it's important to see people in person and to let them have the products and touch them in person. But that's not all, right? It doesn't stop as a professional photography business after you meet the people in person, even when it comes to samples, right? So my question is, how do you showcase, promote your samples, your print products, even on the digital side of things, even in the digital world when you're not meeting in person? Is that such an important thing to do? And how do you go about doing it? I, I think... I think that question would be more relevant and probably I would say more beneficial to somebody more so doing portraits, things like that, because mm -hmm. in the portrait realm, that is where that's the money. That's that is your, your print sales, your wall art, your folio boxes, your albums. That's your bread and butter. That's your bread and butter. It's not usually a session cost. I used to do portraits and that is where you made the money was okay. Right. The session cost is minimal. That gets them in the door, but now I'm going to make my money selling your prints, selling albums, selling all that. So showing, having a very strong digital version of that is important. That's part of your advertising. That's part of your marketing. Yeah. Um, it is unique to us because we do include it with every collection. Um, so they're getting it. I don't have to sell them on it necessarily because they're going to get it. Uh, as far as now, as far as the additional spreads, things like that, that is obviously they've already seen it though. So we are kind of in a unique, unique position as far as that goes. But with the digital side of it, like I said, you should have it on your website. You should be promoting it. And that's where your guys' mock-ups and all of your samples that you do offer do come into play. And, and those are great guys. Don't get me wrong. But if you want to take it a step further, if you can, you have these samples based on your brand, go and do some photos yourself of your of your samples mm -hmm. and use those too. Because the, you guys did a great job of keeping it universal, something that'll work for everybody. Yeah. But let's say you are like us, we're in California. I might want to put some mock-ups and photograph the album with like a palm leaf, you know, laying across the white white table that it's on, you know, something kind of staging it to show like the, our brand kind of a, ties in with the albums and of our style. Uh, if you're more rustic, maybe you're going to do something with the albums on some barn wood, you know? So take some photos yourself of your samples, show them uh, the way that you really ultimately would like to show them, but also they offer great options as well. But I think on Instagram, you could definitely do, you know, whenever you're getting a client's order in, you know, taking a story of that, going live mm. and saying, hey, look at this album I just got in. It just arrived for this client who had their session with me or who just had their wedding and just flip, um, through, and just flip through it. We even have like little white gloves and we'll like, I'll put on the little white gloves and like flip through the album so <laughs> that I'm not like fingerprinting it and making it all nice. Um, you know, just treating it really um, how it should be treated for them, um, showing them, you know, how you, if you wrap the albums and package them Delivery. yourselves for your clients, I think it's so nice to show them how you do that. Um, if you're not just drop shipping it to your, your client, um, showing them, you know, showing the wall art, showing all of those things you could do. I mean, Instagram has reels now you could do an Instagram reel. I've had an idea for an Instagram reel for a little while now of like what we experience is like what you think albums are and showing like some Shutterfly albums and then what they really are and then showing what our albums look like in like a short little reel. Um, and also your social media and you should ask your clients to basically review, have them go on and share a review with you, talk about their album. We've I've been thinking about it and something we would love to do is actually ask some of our clients to do kind of almost like a reveal, video themselves receiving their album 
and open it up and send us the video of the of, I want to see their faces. I want to see their reaction as they're seeing their wedding album for the first time so that I can share that on social media. Mm -hmm. um, it's such a cool thing to let people into because it's an experience. It's not just a product. It's an experience. And that's what we, the album's about is we, I, we had so many couples tell us it, it warmed our hearts because this was a rough year for a lot of people. But there was couples that got married right before the pandemic that said, oh, my gosh, we've had them tell us this album got me through this. I'd be having a rough day and I'd pick that up and I'd look at it. And that, that felt so good. So it's about an experience. It's not just a product. It's not just a book. It's something that's a, a family heirloom. So if you can find ways to incorporate that into your social media, showing that, having client testimonials, show them opening it. That's some really cool ways to kind of show off your albums and what they what they mean to people. Or if your client's comfortable with it, uh, maybe more in a portrait photographer. It works for wedding photographers too. If they come to you to pick up their products, you know, and you've got your little branded bags and showing their happy, smiling faces, picking up all their products, you know what I mean? Um, I think all those things are, are great for social media and introducing print. That's perfect. You guys just gave uh, oh, so many great examples. And I love that because that's building and that's generating that excitement. And before that, even it's this awareness of print products. But on top of that, it's this excitement and it's this wonderful satisfaction of clients with you having from the print products so that theoretically, hopefully, end goal somewhat, you can be getting clients who understand what print products mean by the time they get to you. And I think, cause I think that that's wonderful. The more you can do earlier, it's kind of the better. Right. And so I think those are some great examples because we all think, uh, well, I shouldn't say this, but if we think print products, we, we can maybe think of, okay, when we're sitting with the client, when they come to us, but this idea of putting it out there to clients that maybe haven't even gotten to you yet, or really in those early stages, I really like that idea. I really think that's great. And you guys just gave some great tips and examples that other photographers can do. Uh, I want to jump back to the questions. We've had some great questions come in. And uh, please keep them coming, guys. If you have any questions, uh, please drop them in the audience. This one is from Ina. Hello, Ina. I don't know if I said hello to you yet. She wants to know if you could please explain. Do you create one album as an example with one couple or with the best photos from different sessions with different couples? That's a great question. Uh, yeah, we've gone we've, back and yeah. forth with this. So we've that's had a this great debate um, ourselves because <laughs> um, I kind of wanted to do one of the the big mega albums. With the grand, what is it called? Yeah, yeah. It's we just we thought about doing that like kind of like our best greatest of, hits, our greatest hits yeah. album, mm -hmm. um, which would be kind of cool. But at the same sense. I, we end we up want to show leaning story. back towards one wedding, one album, because it is one, it goes back to our storytelling style of how we shoot, what they can expect to receive, but it also allows them to visualize what they would actually get. Mm -hmm. um, if I have an album of all just the best portraits, they're not seeing that story. They're not seeing, that's not what they're getting. Right. So I want them to see and hold and touch and feel what they would actually receive. Only thing they have to do is imagine themselves instead of the bride and groom they're seeing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's a great question. I think it's a cool thing to have, like maybe yeah. have one that is like an acting live portfolio, uh, where like you do like a big book with all of your best of, but make sure you also have some that show like what they would actually get, uh, of one full wedding, uh, what they can expect to kind of be delivered. Yeah. To them. And I don't think you'd ever want to do like just full, like all of your like epic portraits in one album. I always feel like people need that journey. They, they need that, that high, that low. So like, not like any things a low but like you know those epic portraits sing more when they're placed next to something that isn't you know like 
at that level. You know, if you have all just epic portraits, they kind of lose their luster a little bit because it's just like one after the other after the other. And I think like taking them on that journey where they're kind of getting a little bit of all of the emotions. And this kind of brings up an idea that for you, and I think it's Ina, uh, is how you pronounce it. Just so something to consider and for everybody. Um, if you do decide to go the route, one place I did think that would make kind of cool sense to do just like your best of is if you have a venue that you do love or that you mm -hmm. shoot at frequently, is make an album of your best of that venue. Take that sample album and give it to the venue. Yeah, we tell gift, them we gift venues albums every single all venue the time. that we shoot at. We try to give them an album, mm -hmm. uh, a sample album. Use it as a sample. It doesn't have to. That it'll work. Just order a sample album, deliver it to the, each one of those venues. Have them put that on their table for where they do meetings with couples that are thinking about booking their venue. So that's where that best of, if you do all best of of that venue, might make sense because that couple comes in while they're talking to the coordinator, or the salesperson at the venue. They're just combing through and they're seeing all these beautiful images. One, it's selling the venue, so the venue loves it. Um, but two, it's also selling you. Oh wait, who does this? And you have your information in the back of the sample album. Um, and that's that's a great way. And then Drop also it off with business cards. Business cards. So they leave some, with a business card. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they've already before they even book their venue, they're not even thinking photographer yet. They've already been exposed to you. Um, they've already thought about you. you're in the back of their mind. And then they go at that venue. They're for sure likely going to book you because they're going to go. Wow, they have a great relationship. They shoot here all the time and they do beautiful work at my venue. Um, so think about dropping off sample albums. Aside from just showing the couples, that is an amazing marketing tool. Give one to every freaking coordinator, planner, venue, anything you can, uh, because those are all going to be shown to people. And if you can do that, like even if it's a florist, you know, show if you've worked with her a bunch of times or he or her, uh, lots of photos of their beautiful floral work. Give them a sample of them that they can show to couples when they come in for consultation on their flowers. Oh, they see your name. Uh, so anytime you can use a sample album, we try to. Thank you, Ina, for the wonderful question. We have uh, another one from Mikey. She's on fire today. Uh, she wants to know, uh, I like the help of the life formula to make a first design of the story in an album. You already talked about the storytelling, but do you also have a kind of formula that helps you with the whole storytelling? That's that's a hard question. <laughs> good, good question. I mean, I don't necessarily have a formula. I think you just have to kind of go into the wedding emotionally attached to yourself um, a little bit. I try, one, we, we make sure we know our couples. We want to know their love story. Uh, we actually ask them to tell us and share with us their love story, uh, how they met, where their journey has been. We want to know about their family. We try to get to know the family and all the people around them throughout the day. And we start to kind of get a vibe for who are their the closest people to them, I'm going to focus on those people, you know, mm -hmm. and, and really not just looking for those must haves. We are kind of the anti shot list. Mm -hmm. um, I don't believe in shot lists. We don't want to be a one trick pony. Yeah. I, I think shot lists, you can easily start to lean on them as a crutch too much. Um, and then you're not looking for moments. You're looking for the exact same thing. You just shoot and repeat, repeat, repeat. Oh, I always get this. I always get this. I always get this. And they're going to have those shots you're always going to get. Obviously, you're always going to get the first kiss. You're always going to get her coming down the aisle. You're going to always. But if you're only thinking about where am I on that list and what's next on that list, you're going to miss some stuff. Um, so I don't know if there's necessarily a formula. The, I think the formula is just be open. Be open-eyed to not just the bride and groom and what's happening in that exact moment, but all around you, everybody that's in that space and everything that's possibly happening. Keeping your head on a swivel. Um, it, it's important. I think, yeah, as far as formula goes, I think that we do kind of um, 
we want someone to open that album who maybe didn't attend the wedding and they could get a full feel for exactly what it felt like to be there. Not just what it looked like, what it felt like to be there. So mm-hmm. we're always trying to, you know, get those images that clue you into the sensory things. Like, was it warm candlelight? What were they eating? Were they, what were they drinking? Like, was it windy? Were, were the ribbons on the bouquets blowing in the wind? We're going to include that in the album to show all those things. So I think just really kind of, I don't know, almost being like you're from another world and you have to um, understand what a wedding is, understand what it felt (laughs) like to be there and what all of these things, how it unfolded. Yeah. Yeah. I want, uh, and so, you know, because it might be crazy to think about how much people might forget over time again, too. And I think that's another thing as well that we get caught up in the, in the moment and we forget that these are actually more for the, like well into the future. So it's easy to sit down and think, you know, during the process or even one or two years later, like, oh, I'm always going to remember that. But then 20 years down the line, (laughs) how many of those details are you going to remember? I literally (laughs) tell a lot of couples that I'm like, I didn't drink much at my wedding. I remember almost none of it. We were too busy to even really and, and that's another, half of our couples come to us and they say, oh, my gosh, half of these photos are things I didn't get to see. I was busy getting married. You know, so it is important to capture the stuff that the bride isn't necessarily including the bride and groom. That's one thing I tell every couple is I said, I'm not going to be just focusing on you two. You guys are the main characters in the movie. There's a lot of supporting cast and I need to showcase their story, too. So don't. And that's where shotless can get in trouble. But shotless are generally focused around the bride and groom. And, or the couple. and you're forgetting the other 100, 200, 300 guests that are there for a reason. That's the only time maybe in those people's lives that all those people are in one place. And they're mm-hmm. a part, very important part of the story. Um, so yes, they won't remember it 20 years from now, but a lot of times they didn't even get to see a lot of it. They, they're, they're focused on the ceremony on each other. They weren't looking at mom crying or at, at grandma's reaction. But they love to, yeah, they love to see or the that fo- photo of their dad who never cries at anything. Or the ring like, bearer falling. that's dancing in the corner during their ceremony and they could, didn't turn and see, you know, like there's little things. Yeah. We just always think about legacy and there's a really sad statistic that the average person is forgotten in three generations um, of time. And we, we, that just like kills us. So like, we're like, no, like live in these photos. This we is want your these first photos family to be alive and living. And we want it to, you know, tell this couple's legacy and you know their their beginning so because that, always thinking about that when building the album and digitals are cool and i tell every couple that when we're talking before they book us the digitals are cool you're gonna have all those but you're rarely gonna sit down at your computer and look at all your photos from your wedding it's like a cell phone how many photos do you take on your cell phone and then you get a new cell phone and then you're like well i can't throw that phone away because all those pictures are on there but you never go power back up and look at the photos you know yeah. uh unless you have them backed up on the cloud or something but you still don't go back and look at years of photos thousands of photos on your cell phone it's the same with the wedding having that album so important and uh i did want to give one piece of advice to everybody here that just something that's been on my mind this whole time eugene uh one of the biggest pieces of advice i can give to everybody is design the album asap do not wait too long do not wait three months six months ten months after the wedding to be designing the album and sending them a, a, a sample or a proof of the album by that time, that that excitement. I mean, they're still excited to be married. Don't get me wrong, but they're they're not as excited as if they come home from their honeymoon or a couple of weeks after their honeymoon. Then they're getting into their album. They're they're still in that wedding honeymoon phase. They're still excited about their wedding. They're excited about the album. If you wait too long, that excitement slowly starts to go away, and they may not want to get additional items added to their album. They may not even get back to you on designing the album that was included in their wedding. 
it's happened. Um, so it's important to be quick. Uh, we'd say the same for our photos, our digital photos too. Turnaround time is such an important thing. Make sure you can get those back to people ASAP. I have a question for you both. On the day of the wedding, uh, I assume both of you are shooting, I assume. And it's, and it's just the two of you, or do you have a third shooter with you? Um, it's generally, just it's just the two, two of us. us with uh, Emily being four months pregnant. We had a wedding Saturday. We brought a third with us. And That's we're going to be doing that moving forward. Usually, I'm like not even drinking water. I need one of those like camel backs with like the thing. Oh, I'm just go, 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 go. It's just go, go, go. So just to make sure that I can like, you know, if she needs water. to, especially as we get closer to baby coming, <laughs> we want her to be able to sit back and relax. If she needs to know that there's a sec another photographer there to kind of back her up. Um, but generally speaking to uh, the two of us, um, all of our collections, for the most part, are, are two photographer collections. That really plays into that storytelling. Uh, I think it's important. Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted to get to to make it uh, the second level question is uh, you were mentioning how to try and capture as much as you can, you know, the sweeping eyes, looking around, the storytelling. So if there's a photographer out there who wants to have a similar storytelling approach, mm -hmm. is it wise for them to consider maybe getting a second shooter and making that a part of their kind of, you know, business uh decision and stuff like that. Absolutely. I mean, we do offer a one photographer collection that we book maybe 3% of the time. And I won't let somebody book it unless I think it'll work for them. Um, the only time I've seen it, and we did have a lot of them this year, is where there's like a 10-person backyard elopement style wedding because they couldn't have their big wedding. They're going to have a bigger one next year. You mm -hmm. know, like one photographer can handle that. There's like yeah. mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, brother, and sister, and that's it. I'm like, mm -hmm. God. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I mean, in my opinion, you storyteller or not you should have two photographers at a wedding i agree you really should because there's two bridal suites there's a groom suite and a bridal suite one photographer can't be in both uh when that bride's coming down the aisle i can only be on one end of it i can't get over her shoulder and over her shoulder i can't i can't run i'm not that fast um and but really being you have your lead photographer they are more of that must-have shot shooter that's how we handle it um, I'm going to be getting those must-haves. I'm focusing on the bride and groom during the ceremony. That frees Emily up to kind of look for those candidates, the reactions of people. Uh, the, the, <laughs> I love getting people crying. It's like my favorite thing. And also get a little artsy. There's, I, <laughs> yeah. I won't drop names, but there's a famous wedding photographer that we both really look up to and drop like. Drop his name. People okay. should check him out. Joe Busink. Joe Busink. Okay, so... So Joe Busink is a very, very accomplished wedding photographer. Been doing mm -hmm. this for a long time. And his thing is he second shoots his own weddings. And that was his th his theory. It was that he wants to be able to. The first shooter is so focused on the must haves, the must haves. I don't get to be creative and artsy. He wants to float around. I just want to float, and it's so it's so smart. I keep telling him, I'm like, I'm gonna be second. You're gonna be first because <laughs> I just want to be able to not have to worry about. I want to just go and just look for art. I want to look for moments, and I want to be able to capture those really cool, authentic candids and stuff so that's first you're generally really focused on i can't miss a dang thing i gotta get every most important moment um but no i think having but i also think people see things differently so find a yes. second i think really knowing how your second thinks and sees the world like i see the world kind of up close he sees the world very landscape and wide i don't like i very rarely pull out my 24 i don't like seeing the world through 24 millimeters i love my 85 i love my 70 to 200 and that balance between us of him kind of always seeing that wide 
kind of shot and me seeing that like hand on the hip of mm -hmm. his new wedding band or like, you know, those little things really balances us out and allows us to a give point. a better story mm -hmm. at the end and a, a product that really works. That's a very good point. Try to find the yin to your yang in photography. Um, because, it's better if you can marry them too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your yang but, uh, Because it's true. It's like, okay if it what, doesn't work out. We <laughs> don't way. even like communicate it to do that. Like we're just both yeah. shooting during the portrait session. I'll have this photo of this epic sunset with the couple standing up on a cliff. And in the exact same photo, she has that close up of his hand holding her hand that I didn't even see because I was way back getting this wide. And she's in tight with that 200 millimeter of this, their hands holding. And an album, that's freaking cool. I got you this big right photo, the and then you put that little close up from the same photo. It almost looks like you cropped in on their photo, but you have this very sharp because it was shot in tight. Um, yeah. it, so it's a good idea to have two. It's a good idea to have two that can complement each other, but also provide something different. Absolutely. And yeah, and I was, my mind went off when you started to th talk about like first and second, who's doing what, and just <laughs> you could go out like the theory of who should be first. Or who should, that's so great. I want to, I want to ask in that, in that vein and kind of bringing it back to the topic that we had, um, how do you approach then when you're putting the album together, be it for a client or be it for a sample, um, complimenting you know working that complimentary style of having an open wide and a close-up uh do you try to avoid having one right next to the other or too many on one page like how do you work it in the design aesthetic in terms of wide angle close-ups in the middle in the middle on a spread and on a page i, I don't think there's any problem with having wide and close i mean i'll, I'll do that all the time on the same page like we just said like maybe yeah. i'll have a few images on the spread from the portrait session that one wide epic and then right next to it and i'll maybe it's hard to describe like a spread, but visually, but like, so like three quarters right. of the page, that landscape, big epic image, but then she had that vertical oriented close up. I'll make that just a little, a little sliver image on the side of the spread. Um, so it, they tie together, even though they're very different angles, very different uh, close in versus wide. So I don't think there's a problem with that. I think it's just, again, just think we all read children's books. Children's books all had pictures. Or think. even I think like cinema, like if you think about yeah. like a cinematic scene, oftentimes mm -hmm. you look at these like amazing, well-renowned uh, directors of photography and how they kind of, they get that like master shot setting the scene and then yeah. they get like a medium shot and then like mm -hmm. they'll zoom in for that close-up detail. And it all is in one cohesive motion and shot and kind of thinking like a cinematographer um and how they would present a scene and introduce a character and then kind of laying out the spread that way i think that's a great idea stills. and and we offer videography as well we have four video teams at emory and i think that is actually maybe a good idea for people if you have videographers or even if you don't go watch some wedding videographers highlight films most highlight films are five to seven minute long feature film highlight films that's what we offer in our base collection go watch those. They're telling the story from beginning to the end of the wedding day and video. And it might be, imagine just segmenting that into shots and that's an album. Um, I think videographers do a great job, like she said, of showing a variety of different cropping, different angles, different lighting situations. And that can kind of be like a, a, a visual version of an album uh, in live time. So it's something to consider. All right. Uh, let us know in the comments if you have any final questions from the audience. We'll kind of start to slowly uh, wrap it up. If there are any other questions, we will be happy to field them. Uh, thank you for tuning in so far. Um, sorry, something going down my throat. And, you know, I just I really loved where this has gone to at the, at the end here, kind of getting more into the theory 
of the photography and the artistry of it too. I think that's really that's really great. Sure. Um, and again, how it can how it can come back again to designing those samples because they kind of put put a wrap around it. That's where it all kind of starts, you know. That's really a, a place where it starts to showcase your brand as a photographer uh, in terms of the business side of things. Uh, if you're looking to sell product, you need to have samples. You need to show it. As Emily and Ryan have told us again and again, you need to show it off. Yeah. If you can, best to do it in person. Let them feel it, touch it, smell it, appreciate it. <laughs> or that way. Zoom, guys, Zoom works. I've done Zoom calls lately showing albums. I mean, it's not the same as touching and feeling it, but it's still better than a picture. When they can see, because when you're actually in a video form, or even if you want to take a video, uh, you get to see kind of the movement of the page, that it's not just a flimsy uh, magazine page. It's a thick page. So uh, video does do a great job, better job than even photos. So Zoom calls work too. <laughs> Yes, and especially now is better than nothing. Uh, unfortunately, again, hopefully we'll be turning this corner soon. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I don't see much uh, questions in the audience now, so we'll wrap it up there for today. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, everyone in the audience. Thank you for participating and for your questions. Best of luck to all of you. Don't forget to check out all of the resources that we've brought attention to to help you create your own samples, whether you're a wedding photographer or a newborn photographer or any other. And stay tuned, of course. We always have plenty of exciting news and offers coming your way. And thank you so much. Emily and Ryan for joining us today. Congratulations on the news of a new addition to your family coming soon. Yes. All the best to you as well. Thanks for having us. Thanks for everybody that came and anybody yeah. that was here or anybody that watches this later in time. If you do have any additional questions, honestly, don't hesitate to reach out. You hit us up through our website, shoot us a message on Instagram. We are always here to help. If you have questions about anything and photo products as well, just on what we use and what we do, we're, we're open book. Um, so feel free to reach out. We're always here to be an advocate uh, and help any way we can. We always say, uh, What's your favorite phrase? Community, uh, community over, over competition. competition. <laughs> so um, we're, we're here to help you guys out. And thanks for coming. And what a wonderful phrase. We have the links to their platforms in the description of this event. So you can certainly find your way to find out how to contact them. Thank you again, everybody. Take care. And thank you for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.